Good day to you all. Mrs. Brandon is back with another chapter of Magic Treehouse number 48. It is a Merlin mission, and it's called A Perfect Time for Pandas. We are reading chapter four, which is called Get Suited Up. I wonder what that means. Does anyone have any predictions? Hmm. What do you wear a suit for? Very mysterious. Maybe. I know. I think a couple of pandas are going to get married in this chapter. A panda wedding, you wear a suit to a wedding, that's got to be it. I'm definitely right. Here we go. I don't believe her, Jack grumbled to himself. He had no choice but to follow Annie into the panda center. When he walked through the gate, he saw a group of low buildings with tree-covered mountains looming behind them. As Dr. Ling led the group along a stone path, Jack saw Annie talking to an elegant older woman with snow-white hair. He quickly caught up with them. He pulled on Annie's sleeve, but she kept talking to the woman. I've always loved them, Annie said. You too? My goodness, yes, the woman said. I've come all by myself from New York City to see them. That's great, said Annie. We've come all the way from Pennsylvania. What's your name? Sylvia, the woman answered. And yours? I'm Annie. This is my brother Jack. Do you mind if we tag along with you, Sylvia? said Annie. Of course not, said Sylvia. I'd be delighted. Great! Annie smiled at Jack. Dr. Ling led the group into one of the buildings and gave each person canvas coveralls, paper shoes, and rubber gloves. All volunteers must wear these over their clothes, she said. That way we'll know you're here to help us. We're going to get caught, Jack whispered to Annie. Don't worry, she said. We actually are with an adult now. Jack shook his head, but he took off his pack and he and Annie each pulled on large, bulky coveralls. They rolled up their sleeves and pant legs. Then they slid the paper shoes over their sneakers and tugged on the rubber gloves. We'll all go into the nursery first, said Dr. Ling. Annie grabbed Jack's arm. She looked like she might explode with happiness. Dr. Ling opened a door at the back of the room and herded everyone into the panda nursery. We only have one newborn panda cub now. As you walk by the incubator, take a quick peek. The group paraded slowly past the incubator. Almost everyone who peeked at the baby murmured with surprise. Jack quickly found out why. The newborn didn't look like a panda at all. It looked more like a fuzzy pink mouse. Incredible, said Jack. It's so teeny, whispered Annie. Yes, Sylvia whispered back. I've read that newborn pandas weigh less than half a pound, but they can grow into 250-pound bears. Whoa, whispered Jack. He and Annie walked with Sylvia out of the nursery. Now let's go meet some of our panda keepers, said Dr. Ling. She led the group over a stone walkway beside bamboo woods. Near a goldfish pond, several men in blue coveralls were waiting for them. These gentlemen are the panda keepers, said Dr. Ling. You volunteers will work in pairs at the different panda houses. Each pair will spend a little time helping to take care of a panda. She pointed to Jack and Annie. You two go with Master Lee. He's Bing Bing's keeper. He'll take you to her house. I hope your grandmother doesn't mind. Sylvia smiled. Oh, I'm not, she started to say. Bye, Grandma, Annie said with a laugh. Sylvia laughed too as if she thought Annie was making a joke. And she waved goodbye. See you later, Annie called. Then she grabbed Jack by the arm again and pulled him along after Master Lee. Master Lee was quiet and very serious looking. Without a word, he led Jack and Annie to Bing Bing's house. The panda's house was a giant cage with a door that opened into a yard. The yard was surrounded by a rock wall. 
Bing Bing lives by herself here, Master Lee said. She is an eight-year-old adult who joined us when she was quite small. When they entered the cage, Jack saw leaves and bamboo stalks scattered across the concrete floor, but there was no panda inside. Where's Bing Bing now? asked Annie. Somewhere in her yard, said Master Lee. He grabbed two brooms from the corner. Jack and Annie looked through the bars at the yard. They saw trees and bushes, but no sign of a giant panda. She must have found a good hiding place, said Annie. Yes, I do not think you will see her today, Master Lee said matter-of-factly. Oh, no, said Annie. Can we look for her, asked Jack. No, Bing Bing is very shy. We have to respect that, said Master Lee. I'm going to get fresh bamboo now. You can clean her house by removing yesterday's uneaten bamboo stalks and sweeping the floor. He handed brooms to Jack and Annie. Is bamboo Bing Bing's favorite food, asked Jack. Yes, all pandas eat bamboo for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, said Master Lee. Wow, they must really love it, said Annie. Can humans eat bamboo too, Jack asked. If they tried, they would break their teeth, Master Lee answered without smiling. Only a creature with super strong jaws can eat bamboo. So it's very tough, said Jack, growing excited. Is it as tough as wood? Well, yes, said Master Lee. And I'll bet it's really healthy, too, said Annie. Uh, no, said Master Lee. Bamboo is not very nutritious. That's why a panda must eat a lot of it. Some pandas at the center eat 80 pounds a day. Oh, okay, said Annie, her shoulders sagging. And I guess it's not baked with love either, is it? Master Lee stared at Annie. He looked confused. No, of course not, he said. Darn, said Annie. Jack was embarrassed. Like the waiter in the restaurant, Master Lee must think we're really weird, he thought. Well, said Master Lee, shall we get to work now? Sure, said Annie. Sweep up the stocks as well as the panda waste, said Master Lee. Then discard everything there, he pointed to a trash bin in the cage. Panda waste, said Jack. Yes, said Master Lee. Seeing Jack's expression, he said, it's not bad, I promise you. Their droppings look like little dry straw baskets. Jack looked around. He saw what he thought Master Lee was talking about. It didn't look that bad. I will be back, said Master Lee. I am going to get fresh bamboo from the farmer's truck. Master Lee then left through the door at the back of the cage. Darn, said Jack. We struck out. No special food here, said Annie. She looked out in the yard. And no panda here either. I really want to see Bing Bing. How did this happen, said Jack. We should be working on our mission, not stuck in a cage picking up panda poop. Annie giggled. Don't worry, we'll leave soon, she said. Let's just do our job first. It's nice to help out here. Yeah, sure, said Jack. Sweep fast. Jack and Annie began sweeping up old bamboo stalks and panda droppings. Jack filled a dustpan. As he dumped everything into the trash bin, Annie gasped. I see her, she whispered. She's up in a tree. And that, friends, is how chapter four ends. Can you believe it? What a cliffhanger. We just get a glimpse of the panda. So in chapter four, we learned that um, apparently there was no panda wedding, at least not yet. I guess the suits referred to the special suits they had to wear to go help in the panda area. We also learned that there's a panda named Bing Bing. Now, if you had a panda, what would you name it? It's a very important question. I would love to hear your answers. So if you would like to email me or ask your mom and dad for help emailing me, I want to know, what do you call in your panda? You get a panda, you know, an imaginary one because a real panda needs 80 pounds of bamboo a day. So you get an imaginary panda. What are you going to call it? This is what Mrs. Brandon wants to know. 
I miss you all and hope you're having a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.